Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the Cyber Boys podcast. I'm Ken Nowarski. I'm joined by... Kyle Reese-Mandel. We also have our friend Michael Michelli here to join us. Say hi, Michael. Hey, guys. Uh, for anyone that missed episode 16 uh, up on all our podcasting sites, please subscribe, rate us if you can. Send us a tweet, Facebook, Tumblr, cyberboyspodcast at gmail.com. Haven't gotten an email in a while. We're on a good streak there. Hmm. But please start, uh, start, start sending us emails. In episode 16, we watched The Perfect Neighbor... I barely remember this already. Yeah, I listened to the episode yesterday, so I would remember because <laughs> I forgot what was going. On. I, it, it, I I remember the hamburger. Yeah, I remember her fingering his clothes in the closet. Yes, and three and a half inch floppy and, disk. Yeah, it's staring out the window. <laughs> yes, that's actually pretty good summation. Yeah, I think so. Like that, if, I, if I was only giving, you don't, a- no, but you guys, you don't have to watch it now. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the episode. As always, tried to answer the following questions. <laughs> this took me a while to do this week. <laughs> Just, I told you there's there was it something was a about struggle. it. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, it's really hard to extract fucking information out of this. Would you uh, ever keep a loaded gun in a junk drawer? <laughs> no. If you live above the Mason Dixon line, no. Uh, did every woman in 2005 rock the Carmela Soprano haircut? Oof. And uh, what does all the way on a hamburger mean? Yeah, it's Michael. Actually, I'd like to know. Did you listen to the episode yet? So, what do you think is all the way on a hamburger, Mike? Well, I, I I voted in the poll, and I and I put pickles just because oh. I like a, I just think a, all the way should have a pickle on it. Yeah, I agree with you. Although I think I think there could have been an option for ketchup as well. And well, I put ketchup, and then I put it, they only give me four yeah. votes, so I would have put way more choices if I had room. But mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I don't know. If I I voted too. I forgot what the option. But the the closest one is to me all the way is ketchup, lettuce, tomato onions interestingly enough if you get all the way on a hot dog it's, mm-hmm. it's chili so maybe it's chili yeah oh chili and onions usually yeah right? yeah and a hot dog yeah that's a good point i i think of it as any condiment not specifically ketchup okay. but i hear what you're saying yeah it's certainly not plain piece of shit on a bun yeah but it has to be on a styrofoam plate <laughs> yeah did it even have a bun i don't even think it had a bun you at some time have to puncture the plate with your fork that yeah. has to happen it has to be totally useless as a plate <laughs> Uh, so if you haven't listened to it, I mean, it, the movie stunk, but I mean, we did our best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else to say. It's really, uh, we made a real college try for that one. So this one was much better this week. So the movie we chose for episode 17 is 1986's Sin of Innocence. We're finally in the 80s. Yeah, I'm very excited about yes. this. It, it got me going. I've, I've done the most pre-production I've done on anything yeah. ever. And this is interesting cast. So this stars friend of the show, Bill Bixby, as David McGarry. Uh, he, of course, starred in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I like that he's friend of the show because we had one game about yeah. The Incredible Hulk. Well, you know. Uh, he also starred as the host of a show investigating where, whether or not Elvis was still alive. Yeah, it, right before he died, too. Right before yeah. he died, not Elvis. Elvis is still alive. But yeah, exactly. if you haven't seen the Bill Bixby still in hiding, for Elvis, though. it's yeah. the best. Uh, this also stars Dee Wallace as Vicky McGarry. At the time, Dee Wallace Stone, as some people may know yeah. her, if you're from the uh, She was in the, uh, the Mom and E.T. and Cujo. She's very attractive. For the 80s, I thought. Okay. Okay. Very attractive? I th- For 1986? Okay. I guess it's hard to tell. It's yeah. It's really hard to tell. It, look, look at Who it Who's more way. attractive? Megan Follows, the daughter, or the mom? Uh, the mom. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> also, she's like 60. She was also in Critters. Oh, all right. Well, now I think she's hot. And this also stars a... Now we know I have pro- trouble with this name. All right, go ahead. This also stars a young Dermot Mulrooney. I believe it's his first... Acting, it job. is uh, introducing on the credits. Yeah, uh, he was twenty three. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she was playing. 18, a, she was high school senior. Or nineteen, so yeah. that's why she could be nude. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have for us, Doctor Mud? Oh, that's it. All right. Uh, well, yeah. There's not a lot of people in this. I didn't know where else we were going to go. Well, James Naughton, who's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. The 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 air. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather be Cal Naughton. <laughs> Doctor Airplane Dad is uh James. Naughton. Oh my god. Yeah. The fucking airplane. Dude, this, this movie had a lot of dangerous things going on. <laughs> I'm ver- I'm very interested to talk about it, but. <laughs> I, I just I want everyone to buckle up. We have a lot of games to play today. 1986 is just a gold mine of nonsense. Yeah. So we're gonna do our regular games. Okay. In the Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I gotta I gotta turn the machine on. <laughs> gotta warm up the engine. <laughs> get, get our plutonium. Yeah, it's it's a difficult process. <laughs> Michael saw the pillows today. Right, yeah. They're they're awesome. <laughs> all right, we're going all the way back to March 26th, 1986. Mm-hmm. So this is just after the Challenger time. exploded right in the midair. It's yep. the Rand Contra, New York mm-hmm. Mets, and Boston Red Sox. Yep. Exciting times. All right. Number one at the box office. Oof. Pretty- straight out the box, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> I, I just, these are so good. There's so many things. We're going to, we're going to, I'll go through these a little faster because okay. I, I have a game yep. that's incredibly uh, intense. Pretty in Pink. Okay. The Care Bears movie 2. Mm-hmm. Police Academy 2. Okay. Gung Ho. Oof. The movie about Michael Keaton and his car company <laughs> being taken over by a Japanese company. Yes. Where they wear the ribbons of shame if they don't perform well at work. Right. So we've got Pretty in Pink, Care Bears, Gung Ho. Care Bears 2, Police Academy 2. Yeah. Gung Ho. So uh, I believe- guess, guess always go first, Michael. Police Academy 2. All right. Mm, I think he's right. But I will go... <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, I can't agree. But I, oh, okay. I, I'll go gung ho. It's Police Academy too. Yeah. yeah, makes no sense because well, just those sequel. Uh, yeah, Police Academy movie. one was so popular. But like yeah. the list of movies is just insane. Actually, Police Academy two, I think, was even like a bigger movie. Probably, it? yeah, because yeah. Police Academy one was like a bigger, was like a surprise hit. Yeah, that's the last one with the Goots, if I recall too. I don't uh, think he's in three. Back in training. No, four is back. No, four no. is back in training. No, four is Citizens. Oh, you're right, cop. Yeah. Mrs. Feldman. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you know what you're talking no, about. No, the Goots is in... He's in a bunch of... Yeah, he's in... Did the, he come back later? He's not in five, My Operation Miami Beach. I know Commandant Lassard's in that one. Yeah. And he's not but in he six died, with, the, with the Soviets. No, no, no. I believe das the first Verdania. one is the only one that's rated R. Could be wrong about that. Yeah. Well, that was, that's one with David Spade on the skateboard, too. That's right. That's and, two. Is that or two it, or one? No, one. he's not in one. Is it? The, where's the skateboarding? That's two? That's two or three. Two yeah. is with Bobcat. Yeah, Bob Sweet Cats, Chuck. Right. Tim Kazarinski. It, one's the one where the Goots has the, the balloon in his pants. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so funny. It's a good, I, I enjoy it. I would watch it. I think then. we know way too much about these Academy movies. Do we? Because they were on constantly. <laughs> I know. Look at HBO. Look at Homebox in the 80s. Uh, I, they it, they it, owned five movies, and we watched them all. Well, they were filming, they were one of the few channels filling 24 hours. Right. So if you have 20 movies in a month, that's still... Every single day you're watching one, oh. two twice. <laughs> Police Academy Two was on all. It was on I remember all that particular one. All right, number one on the Hot 100 mm-hmm. music chart. This is again just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Elton John, Nikita. I don't even remember that song. I don't either. Atlantic Star, two R's. Mm-hmm. Secret Lovers. Okay. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yep. 
R-O-C-K mm-hmm. in the USA. USA. Mm-hmm. Falco, Rock mm. Amadeus. I thought that would be older than that, but okay. Michael? Well, remember, he released it first in German in Germany, and then okay. did an English version for, okay. for America and England. Mm. Right. I, I'm going to say it's Falco. Mm. I think he's right again. Um, <laughs> mm. You're allowed to agree. It's okay. I know, but that Atlantic Star song was big. Right. They, they had a couple songs. Yeah. I'll go Falco. You're both right. It's Falco. Yeah. Rock Paper Days. Yeah. Sadly, I know 1986 yeah. way yeah, yeah. better. I was like, Mike, Mike didn't even hesitate. He just went, said the <laughs> answer. It's like, this is... All right, TV, number one rated show of the week. <laughs> I, I, you ever, I, I, right. The Cosby <laughs> Show, Family Ties, Murder, She Wrote, Who's the Boss? What the Camille? <laughs> it could be a trick question. Keep that in mind. It's not a trick question. It's a Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, we're going to get into some other categories that made me laugh when, as I was <laughs> looking through the Emmy Awards for that year, okay. 85-86 Emmy Awards. Achievement in makeup. Okay. So the Emmy Award for achievement in makeup. So not best makeup, achievement. Okay. The nominees are mm-hmm. Dynasty, <laughs> Airwolf, <laughs> Amazing Stories. Michael? <laughs> Were they putting makeup on the helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> they made it look like a tank. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll go with Amazing Stories. I, you son of a bitch. I, it's Amazing Stories. The the winner of that year was Airwolf. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I Okay, so I have a theory. I don't know this to be true. If you remember, Jen Michael Vincent, who was the star, was in a really bad motorcycle accident. Oh, and So right. I think maybe they gave them credit for covering up the scars. Okay. But the fact that that's one of the three nominees. That accident was that long ago, though? I thought it was a little Was it later? I thought it was later. Again, totally guessing. That's a good theory, though. Right? Because why else would Airwolf have the best? I I like Michael's thought, because Amazing Stories had different stories. It makes sense that you would need good makeup. Right. The fact that those are the three nominees, though, what does that say about TV makeup? (sighs) Okay, guys. We're back. Okay. Another Emmy. (laughs) I think this might be the first year of this Emmy. I don't know. It just seemed like it based on the nominees. Mm Mm-hmm. Outstanding animated program. Really, it's the first year. I I don't know. But oh, okay. When you hear the nominees, you'll yeah. you'll, you'll uh, know I why I that. think so. All right. Garfield in Paradise. <laughs> the Garfield gang is in Hawaii with a 1957 Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it. Garfield. I, oh, sorry. Garfield <laughs> in cahoots. Garfield and Odie conspire to get John to go out with their neighbor Joan. Garfield in disguise. <laughs> Is Garfield the only show that was on? Correct. It's the only nominee. Garfield in disguise. Uh, Garfield has one spectacular adventure on the eve of all saints. And none of these are made up. These are all. These are all real. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the made up one when he I, says it. Uh, I, I think it's the Halloween one. What are you going to say? Paradise. It's Halloween. Yes. I made up Garfield in cahoots. That's not oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did make one. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I, 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 that, that, that's why I asked. But there were only two nominees, and they were both Garfield. In cahoots. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Right? It sounds like a real thing. Yeah. I spent a lot of time this week, guys. He's in cahoots with Odie. Yeah, of course, because who else would be in cahoots with? <laughs> Lasagna. Yeah, well, I thought about that, too. <laughs> Garfield finger blast Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, your favorite category, the, the lowest, lowest rated of, yes. of the 85-86 television season. <laughs> well, this... lowest of the group. So there were lower rated shows, but these are from the bottom third. All right. 
So, you know, so some of them had viewers. In fact, when you hear the numbers, I think you're going to be surprised. Probably higher than shows that are on now. I, I would say every one of these shows would be in the top 10. <laughs> right. All right, here we go. Some of these shows, you may remember some, you may not. The Wizard. No. <laughs> I do remember. I, I remember this show. <laughs> CBS. An eccentric little person inventor has adventures badly evil. <laughs> you're making me laugh. Stop. Sorry. I can't look at you when I do this. <laughs> I got the giggles. All right. An eccentric little person inventor has adventures battling evil around the world. The wizard. <laughs> you again. Jack Klugman and John Stamos are the stars. So I'll give you the stars when there's someone you know. Mm-hmm. National Broadcasting Company. Mm-hmm. Henry Willows has been divorced for 10 years when his son Matt suddenly moves in. Matt is an irresponsible 17-year-old and sparks fly between conservative Henry and his son. I don't think they know what sparks no, fly I, means. I, I... <laughs> I hope to God that's a show about a a, da- a a liberal son and a conservative dad falling in love and fucking. I'd watch it, especially me, if Stamos is in it. Yeah, you know he's right before he's right before Full House. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine with Klugman too. Who would have been Uncle Jesse if that show took off? I want to see him chug the Klug dung. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I love the description too. So it says uh, sparks fly between conservative Henry and his son. Enid is Harry's housekeeper. End of, end of paragraph. All right. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Jack and Mike. <sighs> so you saw this commercial I before did. recording. ABC. The stories revolve around Jackie, a newspaper columnist for a Chicago newspaper, and Mike, a restaurant owner, lives a fast-paced life, and their careers often interfere in their plans. This is poorly written. <laughs> Once again, Carol is the head waitress, Nora is the editor, and Anthony is a reporter. <laughs> that tells me nothing. I know. That's great. Oh, boy. All right. Black belts, Jim Brown. <laughs> this is fake. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> that's why. That's why I like this game. CBS. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't make me laugh. It's make me giggle. I'm trying to get a cl- like one clean take out of these. Ex cop turned private detective Darren Force finds himself with custody. <laughs> finds himself with custody of his son's, his sister's son Kareem, who is obsessed with Bruce Lee. Reluctantly, Darren lets Kareem use his karate skills to help him solve cases. <laughs> Sidekicks Starring Gil Gerard If you remember him no. He was on Battlestar Galactica uh, ABC Jake Rizzo An ordinary cop Tutors a young boy Sabasan Who insists on helping him With his cases With his mastery Of martial arts So We have The Wizard You again Jack and Mike Black Belts Sidekicks Alright so, so lowest what's the rated? lowest of the high, lowest of those turds, or, is, or is highest of those turds? Uh, I want to go lowest. Okay. The lowest rated. Lowest sidekicks. All right. I'll go you again. As always, can you pick the highest rated of the lowest rated? <laughs> so in order, you again, Jack and Mike, the wizard. Mm. <laughs> Which one is fake? <laughs> you guys want to guess? I think Black Belt is fake. Darren Force. <laughs> Ken is correct. Black Belt is, is fake. Uh, sidekicks is correct, Michael. Good guess. Ten, uh, so, so the guess gonna every every single time. I'm not even trying to lose. Uh, I know he just and he didn't even think about it. He just said the answer. John gets them. He gets them. They all get them. I think it's harder when yeah, week to week. Him. Week to week, it's hard. The 1986 is helping me. Yes, agreed. All right, so uh, Sidekicks got ten point two million. Can you believe that? That's uh, almost as much as Walking Dead like premiere. I know the I wizard think they get like fifteen million. Yeah, wow. 
The Wizard, 10.4. Jack and Mike, 12.8. You again, 13.2 million. Wow. And Crazy. Of course, and of course, Black Belt Zero. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although I would watch it. <laughs> of course. I just had to find a show that was about somebody mentoring a kid who liked karate because karate was fucking cool in 1986. All right, guys. All right. We're going to play a brand new game. Yes. I'm going to play a commercial Mm -hmm. that aired the day this movie aired, March 26th, 1986. Okay. Well, first, I'm going to ask you a question. Yep. You're going to have one of two options. I'm going to ask you, what does the commercial depict? And you have to pick the correct answer. So I'll say, for example, for the first one, the commercial is for CNN. Okay. And they tell you how to keep, why you need to keep CNN and how to keep CNN as a service on your TV. Do they say you need to call in once scrambling begins for users of satellite dishes? Or do you need to call in because cable subscription rates are increasing for CNN? Okay. Right? So it's simple. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna, so, you, so what they're, is, all, they're all multiple choice? Yeah. They're all one or two choices. All right. I'll so, go, I'm going to go yeah, for that question. I'll go the first one. Okay. So scrambling is going to begin for users of satellite dishes versus <laughs> cable subscriptions are increasing. Yeah, the satellite dishes. Okay. Michael? I'll go with the second one. All right. We're about to find out. It's like choose your own adventure. I know. This is CNN Prime News across the country and around the world with Don Farmer and Chris Curl and in Washington, Bernard Shaw. Good evening. Here's what's happening. <laughs> satellite dish owners, don't panic. If you're watching CNN by home Correct, satellite Ken. dish, you don't have to miss a minute of the world's most Look at the size of that dish. <laughs> the size of my truck. <laughs> Tune in to find out how easy it is to keep CNN one scrambling yep, again. Gather around, kids, and let's learn about Abraham Contra. <laughs> Bernard Shaw. <laughs> the kid was so pissed that he was losing CNN. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like, oh, like, come on. No, Bernard Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Would every 10-year-old kid love yeah. to watch? I can't wait for Lou Dobbs. Yeah. I love Lou Dobbs. It's the first time we discovered he was gay, that kid. All right. So this is a double mint gum commercial. Mm-hmm. Does it depict mm-hmm. twins roller skating into a street hockey game and giving gum to twins playing in the game? Okay. Or twins in sweater vests who see twins sketching them in the park and then they share gum with them? You uh, choose first this time. So sweater vests, sketching, or... Roller hockey and roller skating. Roller hockey and roller skating. Oh, I can almost guarantee it's the second one. <laughs> Sweater vest? Yes. Okay. Fresh goes better. Oh, God. Ten is correct. It's two women in matching sweater vests who are twins. Chewing gum. Who walk up to two creeps who've been sketching them. <laughs> and look how fast they sketch this. They've been looking at them for, what, 30 seconds? Pencils are almost as dry as his women's hair. <laughs> Michael could draw it that fast. That was good. Are you kidding? I mean, Michael's a great artist. But... Okay, number three. A commercial for something called Deja View Volume 2. Okay. Deja View, mm-hmm. V-I-E-W, Volume 2. Does it depict musical... Is it an advertisement for, excuse me, musical flashback and world premiere of videos for classic songs? Or young musical stars playing hits for the 50s and 60s? Michael, or I go first this time, sorry. I'll go... I'll go the second one. Okay. I'll go the first. <laughs> always, always, always. All right. So, I, I was not keeping score, so you uh, can't... I think... Uh, it's Ken, you're two for two, right? Yeah. Okay. 
things are about to change. <laughs> yes. Remember all those great songs from the 60s? Well, they're coming back in a one-hour special presentation, Deja Vu Volume 2. Join John Sebastian, Peter Noon, and Felix Cavalieri of the Rascals for a musical flashback that includes world premiere videos of classic hit songs. Deja Vu. So that was choice one? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hard to very tell. very confusing. Hard to tell, I know. All right, so I'm too far. What I like is the beginning where they're just running through the beach with, like, the cops. It makes no sense. Number four, commercial for a Honda Reflex motorcycle. Does it depict a mo- someone riding motorcycles set to shredding guitar or people riding motorcycles set to light piano music? Shredding guitar. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Incorrect. The new Honda Reflex. It'll take you places you've never been before. It's like New Zealand. Yeah, they're riding motorcycles where hobbits live. That seems overpriced. $14.98? Yeah. I don't know. Does that make any sense to you? Doesn't make any sense to me. So we both missed out on Mike. (laughs) I should have, though, because it's just like. It's so stupid. Yeah. In the commercial for Oldsmobile, there's mm-hmm. an Oldsmobile dealer being stalked by customers on a night out because they want to buy a car, or being stalked by a car that needs to be sold while on a night out. <laughs> uh, I'll go stalked by the car for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> so preposterous. That's why that's the fun of the game. It's the 80s. Anything's yeah. possible. Uh, They're I'll only going to get worse. So just I'll just... say the opposite. The All right. One. Although I hope, I hope Ken's right. <laughs> These days, it's not easy for your New England Olds dealer to enjoy a night out because everywhere he looks, <laughs> there are Oldsmobiles he's got to sell. For him, it's a nightmare. For you, it's a dream come true. <laughs> you're gonna get your you're telling me he couldn't see that coming. <laughs> it's like Christine. I know, it does. It looks like it. If it's not already clear, the car is stalking the salesman. You know what's funny is I, I bolded that as the right answer, and then I was like, is that the right answer? <laughs> We're now going to see a Coors Light commercial mm-hmm. starring Christopher McDonald. Okay. The Shooter McGavin himself. Love him. Is he playing a member of a bar softball team, the Silver Bullets, that win a game because the other team doesn't show up? Or is he part of a bar basketball team named the Silver Bullets who wins the Coors Light Cup? The second one. I'll go I'll go softball. <laughs> So Mike's going basketball. I'm going okay, but why would they not show up? I mean, that could be what it is, but it's just so stupid. Because there's fucking Coors Light there, and it stinks. Give me the news. I can take it. One, You won. You won? Hey, they won! Coors Light for the team! The bullets first win! Everything. Tell me everything. There was no contest. No contest. I love it. Well, what was the score? Wasn't even close. Whoa, Brandy, a blowout. Team Avery? It is. Score. Come on, come on. No contest, Luke. The other team never showed up. Yeah. <laughs> See? There's no slowing down with the silver bullet tonight. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. Why did the silver bullets stink so bad at softball? Right. Why, what's the point of having I don't get it. I don't get it. What's the score right now, Kenny? I'm four for six, sadly. And Mike is Mike, Mike's two, one for six. Oh boy. It, it, he was the master in eight nineteen eighty six, so this is disappointing. 
All right, a commercial for Pepsi. Does Michael J. Fox drink a Pepsi made in a copier? <laughs> or does he drink a Pepsi made from casting a spell? <laughs> Wait, I'll let you go first. I, I, I think it's a copier. I, 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 I remember this, yeah. that it's a copier, too. Or also. Does anybody have any <laughs> change? I remember this. Yeah, I, I did too. <sighs> Suck a dick, Dino Library. The choice of a new generation. Martin Sheen with the voiceover. <laughs> Why is there a Pepsi machine in the in the library? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I I thought about rephrasing the question to say that. Michael J. Fox drinks a virtual reality Pepsi. Yeah. I thought that might make it more confusing, but... All right. We're getting down to the real weird ones now. Does Dauber from Coach fire a bunch of milk cows because too many people are eating rice checks without milk? Or does he fire a bunch of cows because too many people are eating Purdue chicken? So the premise is firing cows. <laughs> I'll go because uh, too many people are eating Purdue chicken. I'll say the same. Okay. Sorry, girls, but I gotta let some of you go. Some working mothers are out of a job because you insist on eating Chex brand <laughs> cereals without the milk. Don't you realize that Chex was designed to go with milk? The Just driest milk cereal in history. Between the spaces to bring the true grain taste out while you keeping like the hearty crisp in. Well, do you type? So please, for them, for you, don't eat Chex without the milk. Now, I, I'm going to tell you right now, th th I watched 15 minutes of commercials from 1986. That's it. So these all come out of one 15-minute block for the same channel. So this isn't even like I did, like, you know, three hours worth. <laughs> all right. So you both got that one wrong. On the promo for Our Magazine, spelled H-O-U-R, so it's an hour long, with Gary Collins. If you remember him, he kind of, he hosted some game shows. Um, he did like I want to say he was even did some win loser draw after Burt Convy. <laughs> I don't know. Do they feature a segment Cajun cooking with John Larroquette or making enchiladas with Richard Mall? <laughs> it's your turn, <laughs> Richard Mall. I'll go Larroquette. On the next edition of Our Magazine, Gary Collins welcomes back the woman of the hour, Allie McGraw. Plus, Charles Kuralt on how his marriage survives on the road. Meet an airline stewardess who lived through a disaster. The first of a two-part look at unnecessary medical tests. The hottest new fashions. Oh. And ah. Cajun cooking from Night Court's John Larroquette <laughs> on the next edition of Our Magazine. Tomorrow at 4 on WJAR TV 10. So Cajun cooking with John Larroquette, guys. What else would it be? <laughs> it's like, I, I have no, there's no words. <laughs> That would make me laugh real hard. Last one. Okay. So it's a Miller Lite commercial featuring Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> is he in a parody of the Twilight Zone in which he's in a nightmare world where all beer is not Miller Lite, and then he turns and looks in a mirror and realizes he is actually Bob Euchre? Oh, all right. I could definitely see that happening. Or is he accused of stealing Miller Lite in a parody of a murder mystery only to reveal that he is wearing a mask of Rodney Dangerfield is actually Bob Euchre. <laughs> I believe it's my turn. There is no right answer. <laughs> I uh, say neither of them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the mask. 
Okay, so option B yeah. or two? I, I'm going to go with the first one. All right. This is a minute-long commercial. I so cannot wait up. to watch this. <laughs> it started out as a party. but turned into a case of the missing case. Groovy shindig. Incredible feat. Thank you. It's okay, doll. No, it's not. There's a case of Miller Lite missing. Who took it? It had to be somebody in this room. Rodney! Hey, guys, take it easy, will you? Why'd you do it, Rodney? Because light tastes great? Yeah! Because nice, less filling. Yeah! I tell you, I didn't do it. Well, I'm not even Rodney. (laughs) (laughs) You! I thought it was a costume party. Great mask, huh? It's no mystery that there's only one. Yeah, that's a real commercial. But if he didn't do it, who did? To be continued, guys. Oh, wow. Can we find the... I mean, we can. Maybe we'll do that for the end of the show. (laughs) Wow. All right, guys. Well, that's been... uh, I don't know what we're going to call that segment. Uh, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Commercial Edition. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so let's take a break, and we'll come back and uh, start talking about the film. So with that, let's get into it. Sin of Innocence. All right, we open up in a quaint suburban town. A father, we got a cold open. We didn't know it was a cold open, but it's a cold open. Yeah. Father barges into uh, Willie Bixby's house and are looking for Jenny, the father's daughter. Bixby also has a little son and a wife there. Uh, I found this funny. The son is being a pest, and the mother tells him to go throw the tape in the VCR or something. She says, throw a tape on the VCR. Oh, on the Why VC- don't you? <laughs> why, why don't you? Why don't you? Like, like okay. What's insane about... The, okay, so two things. First, Naughton comes in hot. Oh, he, yeah. He House fly, of Fire. He comes into that Porsche 911. He, he does. pulls into the... It's go, He's going ridiculously fast. He has on his aviator shades... He takes them off, and he's just yelling. He's yelling from minute one. He's got the members-only jacket. He was killing it. I thought he was great. Because I was very confused, because he has uh, the little kid with him when he gets there. Right. And then they also tell the kid to go away. Right. He lives there. It was like, what the fuck was going on? It was not clear who was who and what was what. Because we know Bixby's part of this, and then he's not the center of attention. It's very hard to tell. Right. And the title sequence was very long too. It was a Ugh. good. It was like almost fifty. So it almost isn't really a cold it, open. It, it, no, it's funny because I turned on the movie on YouTube and I saw an hour and forty three minutes. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. And it ended up being about an hour and a half. It was. But it, that that title sequence is a minute long. <laughs> yeah, Maybe insane. Me. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and House of Fire, James Naughton. So apparently, the there's an older son as well that ran away with Jenny, but we don't know who any of these people are at this point. I would say this sequence of the movie is actually the strangest in the whole movie. Because yeah, you don't know what's going on. Part of it is you don't know what's going on, which is all right. Like, Considering kinda, there's five characters in this whole movie. I kind of get what they're doing, at least. Yeah. But what really doesn't make sense, so they send the son, Kyle. This is getting confusing. <laughs> they send him in the other room That's to throw a tape on, on the what, VCR. On the VCR, why don't you? He does it. Okay, so let's just say you're, you know, we were about this age, right? He's probably a little older than us at this point. Yeah. So, you know, what what would you put on... If you had a videotape to uh, put on 1986. Probably my parents' wedding. I mean, it's that <laughs> or WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania 2 with King Kong Bundy? Yeah. Like, he puts on his step-parents' wedding. Yeah. Not his parents' wedding. No. His step-parents. Right. Wedding. Like, who? what is he going to do? Like, I don't, I don't understand that thought process at all. Is and the, there was multiple tapes there. Right. He, like, picked, you know, picked from, a, a, a like, a library. A, exactly. It wasn't the only one available. 
<laughs> he went. He went. I have a lot of tapes. You're looking at me like I have an answer. What, what was the one with Peter Billingsley? <laughs> dirt bike kid. Dirt, he could have put on dirt bike kid. Where the dirt bike farts. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like. And, and then not only does he go in there and put on his the, the wedding, they're like go in the other room so we so we can have an adult talk. You hear every word they <laughs> say. Screaming anyway. Yeah, it, like it was like why couldn't he just stay there for that? Yeah. All right. All right, so we flash back to Bixby's wedding. He's getting remarried, uh, and Mulroney is here. We get first glimpse of him, and he's Bixby's older, oldest son, Tim. I did like that flashback, or the, the way they did it yeah, through like the, the TV. Yeah, like the soft focus. Yeah, yeah like they, went, they went into the wedding video, so that's why they did it, but it just was so ham-fisted. It was, it was stupid. Yeah. Mulroney is also playing the trumpet in his band at this wedding. <laughs> that band sucked. So in this band, we had a sax player, a trumpet player, a guitar, and a keyboard. No percussion. Yeah. Okay. Or a bass player. Nothing. And what I really liked is because they had, they needed them all in the frame. They all had to stand really super yeah, close they, together. Yeah. It, like unnervingly close. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we also meet a young blonde girl that uh, is to be Mulroney's stepsister. Uh, I think we see where this is going already. <laughs> uh, Do we? Because it takes 40 minutes oh for it to God. happen. Now we're watching them move into this gigantic house. Yeah. And literally we find out later in the movie that Bixby is a elementary school principal yeah and he has a second house yeah yeah i know and then he even says we could take out a third mortgage what does he do with his money? <laughs> it's very confusing oh. he's like we could sell the vacation house and get a third mortgage and does how e- about pay off one of them and does et mom even work she was a teacher too right i think I got- that that's what i got out of it yeah okay i thought maybe she was a professor even like they kind of implied she like I, the way I that's the way I saw it. that house was the size of this whole apartment building. It was yeah. huge. And I live in a it, very nice. <laughs> it was gigantic. It was like absurd. I know. So what? I OK, so I have a lot of observations about the moving. Oh, this was like, let me just. Yeah, go so, for it. You're telling me Bixby couldn't afford movers. He does have movers, though. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. There are movers. They choose to move their own stuff to help the movers. It's fucking insane. Well, you do pay the movers by the hour. I don't give a shit. And he's on an elementary school. You got two houses. Principal salary. No, because I, I, I went back and watched. Because well, the was, second house doesn't have electricity. Here's how I know. <laughs> Which is true. Fair, fair. But it's on the beach. It's got waterfront property. Yeah. I mean, it's the Everglades, but still. <laughs> so this is how I know they have movers. Because there's, there's two guys carrying a bed. And he goes, oh, yeah, you, you know what? You're right. And he goes, the twin bed goes goes in the in the children's room. No fucking shit. <laughs> 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 like, no, it goes in our room. Like, we, 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 we bought this gigantic house. We have two houses. <laughs> I have a Porsche or whatever. And now, oh, he doesn't have the Porsche. But like, and but put the put the shittiest bed in our bedroom. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh, that's funny. So I, that's how I know they have movers. Y- you're right. Now, now that you say that, they did have movers. But then why are they paying these guys? Like, the whole point is to not have to move your own shit. They have way too much stuff also. Did that you actually see how much kinda, stuff they had? But that made sense to me. That seemed realistic. Like, for like an upper middle class family in 1986. I, they had so many chachis. I'll tell you one the thing kids. they had. Boombox. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Had a, I saw a boombox. There was a lot of wearing of pants and no belts in this movie, too. And he, and fucking Mulroney is creepy. There's, yeah. Like early in the movie, he he just stares at her. Yeah, and he's like, just perfect. Yeah, and I'm he's like, what? Is, like, weirdo. Like I I was like, he's gonna. I thought for half a second, like, <laughs> does this end with him murdering her because he can't be with her? Sadly, no. All right. So spoiler. The next day, the kids wake up. Moroni's alarm clock sounded like the Entertainment Tonight theme, and also came in perfectly clear. Like, yeah. Like all uh, clock radios. <laughs> yes. Do you ever have a clock radio come in that clearly ever in your life? No. 
I just bought a, a, a transistor radio and it doesn't come in. Yeah, and it, it's 2018. And it has an internal antenna. He has to share a room with his much younger stepbrother. They have bunk beds. Again, in a huge house, they're sharing a bedroom. And there's only two bathrooms. Yeah, that's right. Everyone in this movie wears bathrooms. Do they, though? Because I saw... This, I will put my foot down. No, no. They have bathrooms on constantly. Yeah, let me he has a kimono. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. All right. I, all right. I was like, you know, let me finish. <laughs> he's wearing a kimono. Yeah, he's wearing a kimono, but it's a robe. <laughs> well, it looks like a gi or a kimono. <laughs> it does not look like a robe. It is silken. It's not. It, it's not. <laughs> what night, What 17 year old is a silk robe with Japanese symbols on right. it? <laughs> so second week in a row, second movie in a row, we have a kimono <laughs> worn by a white person. All right, oh. so we're at high school where we meet Mulroney's girlfriend in another insane scene coming up. <laughs> well, at, which one? They're all crazy. We're at, so, all right, we're at a swim meet where Jenny, his stepsister, is a swimmer. Mulroney is watching. Now, bear with me. It's a lot to unpack here. Mulroney is watching with Jenny's biological father, Naughton. Yeah, Naughton's there again, full full dad mode. He's got his blue blockers. He's got his members-only jacket. Mulroney's girlfriend shows up in a green on green sweatsuit yeah. that she wears to high school. I'm talking like lime green. Yeah, she's popular too. Like she's like the captain of the swim team or whatever. She 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 was involved somehow. What, uh, she made it sound like they were trying out. Like this was like racist like, like, years. Yeah, exactly. Junior varsity. I couldn't get over her sweatsuit. I thought she looked great. <laughs> so Mulroney and Jenny uh, not getting along in the house. Arguing oh, over. <laughs> I have more race observations. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> So they're sitting there, and it's kind of frosty between Naughton and Mulroney, but they're getting along. He's like being very respectful. Yeah, yeah, they were both doing a good job trying, right? Did So what I didn't understand was, was that practice or a meet? I thought it was like a scrimmage. Okay, because if you look, everybody in the pool is wearing they were the same, same suit. Yeah, I thought it was like a tryout slash okay. meet, like a, a scrimmage. But here's the thing. Later in the film, when she wins the race... It's the same thing. It's the same they thing. They shot at the same time. I know, but then what? why are they wearing the same color suit? They're on different teams. You wear a uniform for your school. You don't just wear the fucking... It's not Soviet Russia. Look. <laughs> Where they have a lot of swimming. If you're going to ask me to explain things in this movie, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to... Look, my job is to ask questions, Ken. I'm just telling you. Oh, and you forgot that Naughton was a swimmer who tried out for the Olympics. And he finished 135th. Yeah. That, I thought that was funny. Cause they like set it up like he's going to be amazing and he sucked. Yeah. Uh, Mulroney and Jenny are not getting along in the house. Are over the band Fire Ants is what I heard. Okay, I heard Fire Ice. Oh, okay, that could be. It was not a real band, and I, there was no singing. I'll tell you this. I looked up Fire Ice, <laughs> if you want to hear it. Was it a real band? Yeah. I, 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 okay, you tell me. Right, let's do it this way. I'll pull it up in the movie, and then we'll pull up the okay, real band. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I got playing. I have an observation pay, of her shirt. Pay attention to the music, though. It's not like Joe Satriani. I believe she said they had the number one album. I feel that, I feel that was a good taste of what this movie was <laughs> all about. I mean, it could be. All right. And it's maybe there's no payoff there. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't think so. 
Okay. But maybe. Also, her shirt in that scene looked like the uh, the Very Special Christmas album drawings. You know what I'm talking about? From the Very Special Christmas records? No? No. All right. Well, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, we're great. Uh, wall-to-wall carpeting in that house. 1986. Yeah, I was going to say. There's no other way. And Jenny's dad, uh, he's a doctor, right? But he's also a pilot. Yeah, well, in his free time. But he also can't afford a house. See, this is the whole the whole crux of the movie. It turns on the idea that Naughton can't afford a place where he can have his kids. Because well, that's the obvious solution to all of this is just Jenny and Kyle live with the dad. Mm-hmm. And and Tim. Bixby and Tim live together. His I love this apartment though. Yeah, and he does say like you know it's not a place for kids or whatever. But it's like <laughs> so you can afford a fucking airplane, but you can't afford a house. Definitely like a little Cessna airplane. Yeah. But so he's a pilot. He's giving. He's letting the daughter fly it with his son in there as well. I thought that Talk was about crazy. Talk about putting all, all your eggs in one basket. Not only does he do that, she's flying the plane, and he starts asking her how her new life is going at home, and he lets her land. Yeah, he's like, so how are things over there? Is things really tense? Are you getting along with that? Like, let her fucking fly the plane. Yeah, she's flying a plane. <laughs> She bounced on the lane. He and basically telling his kids that he's plowing through all these women. Yeah, they ask about like the Stephanie, and he's like, "Ah, oh, she's not around anymore." But it, he's like, "But Liz is." Yeah, <laughs> he's like up top, Kyle, and he's just staring. <laughs> then they cut to him on the landing too, when it's like dangerous. They cut the Kyle in the back seat, and he's just like this. Yeah, he doesn't react. Like, why cut to him? I think there's something wrong with Kyle. <laughs> wow, as usual. I think we all know that's true. Uh, Mulroney has a hot temper. Yeah, these fights go right to eleven every yeah. time. He, she's just like, "Hey, Tim." He's like, "What? What the fuck do you want?" <laughs> like right away, <laughs> which is crazy because in the rest of the movie, he's very reasonable. Like you know what I mean? He's very like calm and talks about his feelings, and then all of a sudden, he's just screaming. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote him. Mulroney's robe is a kimono. Yeah, see, I wrote. Is it a gi? It's a gi. <laughs> Je- uh, so Jenny or uh, Jenny and Mulroney are start to get along uh, better. Uh, how old uh, do you think Jenny's first boyfriend was? <laughs> it's the eighties, though. It's Older than Naughton? It's so hard to tell. He was at least twenty-eight in real life. I'm saying. Oh, in real life, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so. Old. I thought it was a teacher at first, or a parent. <laughs> uh, maybe when he's like putting the towel around there at the match. I thought he yeah. was a coach. It did look like it. You're right. He, he she likes older men. Oof. Uh, Maroney's jokes are awful in this movie. Oh yeah, I brutal. love them. Brutal. So uh, the 45-year-old boyfriend breaks up with Jenny. Mulroney kind of helps her out, you know, giving her confidence, telling her she's great looking, all those things. Okay, so a couple things. Yeah. Did you hear who dumped him when he's telling her the story? I did, but I forgot. Kelly Martin. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> and, th- and then they're talking about the other girl? Or no, or yeah, Kelly Martin. He's like, yeah, she used to carry an inflatable mattress in her book bag. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. What a weird She was slam. a hua. I know, but like, what a strange... I don't know. It's ninth grade. I didn't know they had inflatable mattresses back then. I didn't know they had hooers back then. <laughs> Not at Lakeland. Well, they did, but they didn't talk to us. Um, the family drives up to Bixby's second home, right on the ocean. Although it doesn't have uh, electricity. So this motherfucker, <laughs> Bixby, it's three mortgages, as you said. Yeah. Two houses. Admittedly. Like, no wonder everybody's fighting in this house all yeah, the time. Yeah, make this work. You got nowhere else to go. Three uh, fluffernutters to get by. You forgot the part where Jenny kisses Tim. On the cheek. But she goes in fast. Yeah. Like, she she went in like real hard. Like it, it looked like a real kiss was going to happen at that moment. Yeah. It's a little misdirection to give you. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, well, given that we get nothing, we're getting dry hump for fucking 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, this is like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah, almost. I pause it. It's exactly 39, like 40, where they finally confess. So Mo, at the vacation, Mulroney and Jenny are really starting to hit it off. We find out Mulroney, uh, Mulroney is trying to get into Princeton. And while on vacation, he finds out he didn't get in. Can we talk about the Princeton situation? Sure. Because this reminds me of the Canadian softball situation. It, it's so illogical. So he applies to one school. Yeah. Doesn't get well, in. Do we know that? Yeah, we do. Because when he at the end of the movie, when he goes to Atlanta oh, for yeah, no reason. Yeah. To work for the Express, uh, Atlanta. Express Delivery Company. To go for work for the AT Aliens outcast. <laughs> I I don't. If you can, if you think you can get into Princeton and don't, you probably applied to one other school like yeah, Harvard like or Columbia. School. Yeah. Or like a lesser school that's still Berkeley. Yeah. But like the point is he could have gotten in like almost anywhere. Right. That's what it sounds like. And so he went all or nothing, one school and failed. Mm-hmm. And that was the big problem is he couldn't stay at home then. So they they, they invented a problem for no reason in the movie. Yeah, like, the problem could have been he's going away to college. Exactly. It's so much easier. <laughs> like just have him go away to college. It's not as fun. Is it though? Because I don't feel like the ending was any better. They still have the goodbye. He still leaves. Yeah, he does. So then why not make it college? Why make it Atlanta? Um... I don't know. Right. Okay. I'm just saying that Princeton thing drove me insane. Oh, it was stupid. So while Jenny is helping uh, Maroney get through this, she just decides to go skinny dipping in this lagoon. Now, remember, they're brother and sister, stepbrother, stepsister. <laughs> yes, I remember. I'm not sure she remembered. Maroney goes in in his tidy whities of course, like everybody else in 1986. <laughs> uh, this is the least sexy skinny dipping scene. It's basically watching her swim, doing like breaststroke. And there's a his, lot of music. It's very in long. In this muddy lagoon. It, it looked worse than Rainbow Lake. It was disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't believe they were like in there. Like a sewer runoff. When she's like, no one's in there. I'm like, no shit. Yeah, nothing's alive in there. <laughs> I, I expected to see the fish man from the fucking Shape of Water. The next day, the Going family- Going down on Jenny. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the next day, the family goes to the movies. Uh, what movie do you think they saw? 1986. Top Police, Gun? Police Academy 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next day, the family goes to the movies, but Maroney and Jenny stay back at the house. Uh, he's writing some paper by like- Lamplight because they have no electricity. Yeah. What? I. Uh... Uh, they decide to go for a walk in the dark. Can I just say I wrote that in my notes? Half hour in, no incest. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Jenny says she didn't go with the family to the movies because Moroni wasn't going. They end up making out and they were innocent no more. And <laughs> they committed the sin, mm-hmm. the sin of innocence. How? But like, what I okay? So a couple things happen at this point. Which one? Their banter is so bad. Well. All right, she he's a good act, pretty good actor. Besides, like the hot headedness, like you could yeah, tell he knows what he's doing. He was really trying right? on those, and that it was it was very sweaty to me. She's terrible. She's giving him nothing. She's a, a wooden stiff of an actress. <laughs> so, but hmm, all right, fair. That's fair because there's a part where she makes a joke and she goes, "You know, like Johnny Carson, like yeah, I yeah, know what a fucking yeah. joke is." They have no chemistry. That's part of the issue. Yeah. Like banter chemistry. I can't figure out why they cast her. Is it because she looks younger? Yeah, I mean, she's okay, right? Like, for 1986, she's cute. Right. Right? But, like, given that he has, like, a hot girlfriend, like, I, it, it just didn't... Again, it's like last time. Like, it, they What's the incentive for him to mess around with right. Jenny? Cream hell. Right, and she's not a good actor, either. No, she's like, terrible. Because if she was great at acting, I'd be like, oh, I get why they cast her. Correct. But... She's not. She's yeah, not fun or funny. <laughs> no, as always. And, th- yeah, and then what happens to the girlfriend? She never comes back the whole movie. Well, he he says, like, I have to let her down easy or something. They, they like, briefly talk about it, but they don't show her in her green sweatsuit. But that's sweatsuit. part of the tension of this thing. This is the part I can't believe about the whole movie. Not one word is uttered at school about this. Not one that rumor. That was my big... I agree. I have that later. 
they they're they are constantly close talking. Yeah. And it's very clear something's up. And like, they're hanging out. They're upset. They're 24, yelling. Yeah, they're having fights. It's just, it's it was it's so. It like, would have been the first thing everybody. We were making these about. jokes about people who were not step siblings who hung out a lot in right. high school. So I can only imagine if there was like a real possibility of, you know, outer course that you have to. <laughs> I just was shocked. I was shocked at not one time because with, especially with the girlfriend and the boyfriend, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. It, they never, they never, they never confront them. They never say, "Is something going on with you and your brother?" Yeah. Yeah, you guys are always fighting. I don't get it. You guys are very passionate about each other. Yeah. You're very hot groins. <laughs> uh, so when they get back from vacation, uh, Maroney and Jenny have a talk at school. Maroney says uh, he can't let it happen. They can't let it happen again. While mm. they're talking, Jenny's 45-year-old ex-boyfriend interrupt them, <laughs> says he wants to get back together. Jenny says no thanks. All right. So this is where what I have a problem with. Okay. So Bixby and his wife are both teachers, are in a teaching profession. It seems that way, yeah. They're not rich. They're leaving for a family date, a day trip on a Tuesday. Yeah. Leaving their kids alone. On a Tuesday, though. Then they don't have to work, but their kids do have to go to school, right. even though they so work school, at school. It's not a teacher's convention day. Like, no. Yeah. There's no half day. It's not in service. No. Okay. I, I agree with you. It makes right. no sense. Why did they make it Tuesday again? Just make it Saturday. Yeah. Right? In fact, it makes more sense. Yes, because then they don't have to go to school the next and day. The they kids, can stay up late. And, and they're not expecting to return home. They could like, eat some nerds. They could go to the movies. <laughs> Pick a pack of Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> yeah, I I did not get that at all. I was just like, why? where are they going on a Tuesday? Eh, whatever. No, you're right, though. It makes no sense. Uh, Again, needlessly complicating things. The, the little brother goes to sleep over a friend's house because he play, wanted to play a new video game. I forgot the name of it, but it wasn't a real game. It was oh, like Demon uh, something. Uh, demon Attack. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it down. Don't worry. Uh, later that night, Bixby calls and says their car broke down. They're going to have to spend the night out of town to get their car fixed. Did we already get past the second swim meet? No. Okay. It's later. That leaves Maroney and Jenny alone in the house. So in order not to get tempted, uh, they go out to the movies. <laughs> so They the, go sit in the dark together. Yeah. Neither can sleep, knowing the other sleeping down the hall in their hormone-infested bodies. Jenny uh, eventually gives in and goes into Maroney's room. Now, I didn't know if you noticed this. She had a ticket in her hand, and I just assume it was just a one-way ticket to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, why did they fuck in the bunk bed? Yeah. You're going to get hurt. There's no way you don't get hurt. <laughs> right? Somebody's hitting their head. Yeah, exactly. Or your foot's getting caught. <laughs> and especially if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And they, they, they like definitely have sex. Like That's implied, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And it's going to be very intense because it's the first time, well, at least for her, I think. Yeah, for sure. Moroni, it's not clear. He is a trumpet player, so he probably gets laid. Right. So cut to Bixby and the mom driving hum, home. Uh-oh. Oh, that's funny. I wrote the same joke I wrote. What, what's that ticket for? Finger Blast City? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, the car got fixed early, so the mom goes to check on the kids and got a little more than she bargained for. She right, finds so, Mulrooney and Jenny sleeping in the same bunk bed. So was the car? So they were going to come home the same day if the car didn't break. N- what I what I got out of it was Bixby was at the mechanic and he said it looks like the car is going to take long time to get fixed, so we're just going to grab a hotel. Okay, so they weren't planning on staying overnight originally. No. Okay. No, I don't. I couldn't remember. The only reason they were staying was because the car broke down. So but they, then the car got was, fixed early, uh, so they decided to come home because they worked the next day. Again, why don't you make it Friday night? I don't know. They're going to Mount Airy Lodge. <laughs> the mom, <laughs> the mom is talking to Jenny the next day, and Jenny says she's not sorry about what they did. Uh, same time, Bixby is talking to Maroonie. Maroonie, of course, is going ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bixby's really trying to act in his. I give him credit. He's he's making a real effort. Yeah. By the way, in that scene. 
everybody's arguing in bathrobes and or kimonos. <laughs> yeah, it's all morning arguing. <laughs> <laughs> if the, I just love the idea. It's like, you're going to ruin the soak. Stop yelling at me. Uh, I love Bixby. At one at one point, him and him and ET Mom are, are talking in the bedroom, and he goes, "Is there any chance they're overreacting?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not reacting enough. They were very reasonable. They were. They I, were trying to like reason. Yeah, like talk to them. Like, yeah, it was very let's mature. See what's going on here. Like, why are you guys doing this? I was very like, impressed with it. It was very movie of the week '80s style. Okay, so I have I have a theory as to why they did it this way. Okay, follow me if you will. <laughs> I'm gonna try. So Bill Bixby is the star. Mm-hmm. He's known as Dr. David Banner. Yeah. And when he gets angry, what does he do? He hulks out. He does. I think he wanted to play a character who is totally normal and reasonable and was nice. Oh, do you think that's why they wrote the whole movie this way? Yeah, I think that's why he plays it like super oh, okay. reasonable. Like it, it, they play good, it. Yeah, it's fair. Do you know enough. what I mean? Yeah, like shows he, range. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be the guy screaming at my son for having sex with his stepsister. <laughs> Which seems like a legit reason to Hulk out, but right, I did write that many times. Like, what is he going to Hulk out? Is it going to finally happen here? Ugh. But no, he's super reasonable. As is D. Wallstone. <laughs> I have never remembered that. All right, so the next day, now, how do you think this is? I had a question. Okay, so Kyle goes uh, to stay at Norton's house at the apartment. Yeah, how does Norton figure it out so quickly? That they're hooking up. I don't know. He said there was something. He noticed something weird or whatever. I, I agree with you. It was very fast. Although Kyle might have just get Kyle, but he doesn't seem like he knows either. No, he didn't know what was going on. Hmm. He, I, he just like figured out like, is there something going on with him? I'm like, what? How would you even go yeah. there, you sicko? I think because he's a sicko. Mm. Maybe you could tell from the way she flies the plane. So like the, once once she got her hymen broken, it was like <laughs> looser and more like risk taker. The next day, the father has a talk with Bixby and Et Mom. Uh, they admit that Marooney and Jenny are in love, and nope. they tell they tell them they're handling it. And this is where it gets insane to me. So they've been totally reasonable with the kids, right? Naughton comes over the the dad, yeah, of the girl, yeah, and he wants answers, understandably, yeah. And they're like, "Don't worry about it. We'll handle it. We're handling it." No. Yeah, he, you're you're not handling it. Well, one, you're not handling. It. Two, he gets a say. You you have to tell him. Yeah. They wouldn't even tell him what was going on. It's a serious. You have to tell him. It's probably the most serious thing that could be. At going the very on. least, she goes over to his place to stay for like a week just to right. sort things out. Right. So it, they're like poking a caged tiger. This guy loses his <laughs> fucking shit, and I don't blame him. No. But Ken, let's just say, okay, so let's say you're in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So me. Me and my wife, your ex-wife, right? Yeah. We call you up. We say our daughter, your daughter, yeah, our daughter, mm-hmm. daughter, <laughs> is fucking our son, <laughs> right? Let's go have a let's go have a chat about it. Where would we go? Um, you know, I would want to go with something with nice scenery. Yeah, number. Yeah, you want to calm. You want to feel good. You know, like calming water, like a harbor. Yeah, like a marina restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most insane choice. I could not figure out why after he yells at them that they're like, let's have lunch tomorrow at the marina. What? <laughs> it's so crazy. It, it made me so bad. I'm like, this guy's already fired up, and now you're going to like... And he's like he's like threatening lawsuits. It's Yeah. So we cut to Maruni. Uh, oh, so the father wants Jenny and Kyle to stay with him, and the mother agrees. Cut to Maruni really wailing on his trumpet. I don't mean that as a sexual euphemism. <laughs> really wailing on his trumpet. His let high school his, band. Let his feelings out. The high school band was really like, bringing the funk there, that scene. Yeah, it's white guy funk. Uh, Maruni is mad that Jenny went to stay with her father. It seems very unfair. <laughs> Don't, Maruni. Yeah. It wasn't her choice. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people here just assuming things. It's very annoying. This movie is an overacting extravaganza. Bixby and, and his lady start fighting over the situation. That part was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the it's like, da- look at us. <laughs> yeah. The dad comes uh, home to his awesome apartment, finds out Jenny is packed and ran away, and that brings us all the way to the beginning of the cold open where he's arguing with Bixby and, and E.T. mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish E.T.'s mom was in this. It's just a shriveled up like alien and they treat her like normal. <laughs> Marooney comes home as Jenny's not with him. Uh, Marooney goes to Bixby's second house with no electricity to find her. Uh he finds her, calls Bixby, and says he isn't going coming home right away. They have to work things out, and they fucking just they let him. He he, Mulroney called the shots. He did. I loved it. Shot caller. Some uh, would say a baller. <laughs> Mulroney says he needs to talk to Jenny and have to be back in the morning. So he calls them in the morning. Uh, makes Bixby and his wife jump all the way up there. Yeah, he's like, "You come to us." Mulroney announces after his graduation, he's going to move to Atlanta to work for an overnight mail service. <laughs> The sentence I never thought I was right. <laughs> right. Like, I have two choices in life. I'm, I'm going to go to one of the most elite institutions in the world, or I'm going to work for DHL. Yeah. Like, what? It. Yeah. I, uh, There's no... You can't say anything uh, about it. And, and that's going to solve all of our incest problems, too. Yeah. Well, basically what he says is, they're going to... They're not going to... They're going to They're not going to stay together. Then they're going to date other people. But when he comes home, they're fucking together, and yeah, nobody yeah. could say shit about it. Yeah, he's like, we're, you're going to be 18, and like, there's nothing we can do. They can do to yeah. us. That's basically what they said. Tell the parents, just like, okay. What I don't, okay. I appreciate that it was a messy resolution, like that they didn't like just make it neat. Yeah. But Naughton never comes back. He never gets to no. say. Why couldn't she just live with Naughton? That <laughs> solves everything. He can go to college locally. So you go to Princeton. He did say, like, I could go locally and stay at home, but I can't do that because she's here. Yeah. But he could live on campus. Right. Uh, by the way, Princeton is very expensive. But Well, yeah, that was part of the thing. He was trying to get a scholarship to Princeton. Sure, but if you get a scholarship to Princeton, you get a scholarship to UC San Diego. Yeah, where were they anyway? Uh, California. Uh, that's what I thought, too. Ken, they were near the marina. Uh, <laughs> Bixby says he's proud of them for making this decision. Terrible yeah, parenting. Bixby was just like, I, he was anti-Hulk. It was very interesting. So the movie ends with Mulroney heading to Hotlanta as him and Jenny hug. Did you see that rinky-dink fucking airport? Yeah, what was that? That he was, was he flying just a biplane pre nine eleven? Did he did he did he get on the Wright brothers plane? It's one of those planes <laughs> that wasn't that enough fuel to go to Atlanta from San Diego. No, he was one. Of, he, he had to get on a bicycle and pedal. He was changing over in Orlando, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. I don't know. It's a ten minute flight from Orlando to Atlanta. It was a John Wayne Airport. That's a small airport in California. And that brings us to the end. Of Sin of Innocence. Sin of Innocence. Sins so, of innocence. on a scale of one to five, Bill Bixie transition glasses, because okay. he wore them throughout the movie. I, 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 I wrote down multiple times, I love those blue blockers, I love his amber vision. <laughs> what do you give this one? This is a tough one. I, I, I sincerely don't know. Because it... I mean, it's well produced, right? Like right? it's good. Like it's it's a TV movie from the eighties. So it, it, it right. has, has real actors. Yeah, every role, and it, and they focused on the story. Like there was not a lot that wasn't about them doing this stuff. The sin of innocence, right? So, but it, but forty minutes without any like yeah, they could have spent more time on the fallout. There could have been more school stuff. Naughton never gets an ending. I thought that was unfair because he was part of the movie. Like just have him not be in it then. Like what was the point of that? Yeah, they they just. They didn't react crazy enough to what was going on. I almost liked that, even though it was insane. It, I I thought that was a, a funnier way or a more interesting way to resolve the movie. 
but like the rest, the, but it still was annoying. I, I'm going to go three and a half. Oh wow, I, I'm surprised you went that much. Yeah, I still uh, there's still a lot that I liked. Like I felt like everybody was really trying. Yeah, it was a good put together. Well, you know, it, it wasn't boring. Uh, had some not enough nostalgia stuff, I guess, for me because they really didn't go out a lot. Like it was really just the two locate the three locations. Yeah, it's like a real movie. They like they didn't they didn't date it by doing a bunch of crazy shit. Right. Like yeah. Uh, I'll go like I'll go two and a half. I really? wasn't I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I was just okay. I liked that she was the aggressor too. She I th- definitely was. I thought that yeah. was interesting. Like that he wasn't like a horn dog. That she was right. a horn dog. Right. Did you notice too? She swam faster after she got fucked. <laughs> she won that meet after she after she got the meet. I didn't write that. Just came with that now off the, off the dome. M e e t after the m e a t. Correct. <laughs> the derm dermeat. D e r m e a t. Dermeat Mulroney. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Dermot Baloney! I was gonna say my Baloney is a first name. That's Dermot. <laughs> All right, M M U L R O E Y. So stupid! Oh my God! All right, All right. that's it. Right, I'll take a break here. Okay. All right, guys, we're gonna welcome back Michael Michelli slash Maselli. Why said Michelli? I've never said that in my entire life. <laughs> so get on a microphone. You say weird things. All right, we're going to play a little round of Celebrity Net Worth. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash Take rules everything the around joint. me. Cream, get the money. Here we go. Dollar, Check dollar bill, this shit. You know who flew with the plane to Shaolin Land today? <laughs> yeah, I do. Cal Norton Jr. did. <laughs> uh, All right. So I've got a couple different rounds. We're going to start with the stars of our film. Mm-hmm. Dermot Mulroney, mm-hmm. Bill Bixby, mm-hmm. D. Wallace Stone, mm-hmm. Megan Follows, mm-hmm. and James Naughton. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Dermot Mulroney worth more or less than those other four people combined? Ooh. So, Mulroney versus Bixby, Wallace Stone, Follows, and Naughton. I guess go first, Michael. I, I don't even know what, what he's from. I recognize the Who? name. Who? Mulroney? Oh, yeah. yeah I can he's in him. a lot of movies. Like, uh, what does he look like? He's in like, um, uh, like My Best Friend's Wedding. One of those Julia yeah. Roberts ones. He's like the he's like the, the, the guy who gets screwed. Yeah, and he's uh, he's in the one with, uh, what's her name, from Will and Grace, Deborah Messing. Oh, yeah. Where he's like a wedding gigolo or something. That's a good movie, Wedding Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. So he's more of a movie star than yeah. TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not even sure he's been on a TV series. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. No, he's on the show, the the like Flight to Vegas or oh, whatever. He is? LA to Vegas, I think it's called. But that's like recent. That's like literally last year. So it's him versus who? Bill Bixby, played David Banner. Yeah. D. Wallace Stone, the mom from E.T. <laughs> Megan Follows, who was in a lot more movies than I ever would have guessed, Okay. Um, who played the daughter in this. Um, and then James Naughton, who you might actually know. He's been in a lot of stuff, too. I've heard that name. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm going to say no, that he's not worth as much as all those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently, I, he was in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I, I got to go with uh, Mulroney is worth more than all of them. All right, how much do you think Mulroney is worth? Uh, all right. So I got 15 for Mulroney. Okay. I got eight for Bixby. Okay. Three for D. Wallace. Okay. 
like one and a half for Naughton, and like five hundred k for the girl. Well, it's about to get a little weird and sad. <laughs> so the four are worth more. Oh, okay. Than Dermot Mulroney. So Bixby is ten million now. Okay. I didn't tell you this part. Maybe I should have. This is ten million at the time of his death. Okay. So I, I would. I that's okay. All right. Megan follows two million. All right. James Naughton one point two. So you were right mm-hmm. on there. D. Wallace Stone, 500K. Mm. But that's still more than Dermot Mulroney at $11 million. Wow. I was a little surprised at that. All right. A little surprised. I just figured Bigsby, I mean, he was on that one big show, and I know it was the 80s, but it was it was on a lot. It was. Uh, I mean, he yeah, like the write. residuals on he, that. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with you. $10 million, I was I was still surprised it was quite that much, but he yeah. also seems like a guy who wouldn't spend it. True. All right, we're going to interrupt <laughs> Celebrity Net Worth <laughs> for Ken's favorite it, game. It is. Oh, this is going to be tough this week. It's definitely going to be tough. This week. Hey, this is radio station WSKEE. We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. All right, Celebrity Hike Game, 86 edition. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you some stars of 86 television. Mm-hmm. I'm tell you how, I want you to tell me how tall they are. So, Michael, do you need paper? Sure. I think I gave you a pen already. <laughs> All right, so, Lou Ferrigno. Friggs. Bill Bixby. Anthony Danza. A.K.A. Tony. Danny Pintaro, also from Who's the Boss. Pintaro as an adult? Yeah, full grown. Not on the show. I don't know if it makes a difference. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> it might not. It's true. I, don't, I have all the answers. You have all the questions. Michael J. Fox. Felicia Rashad. <laughs> the Cosby Show. And then Angela. But this one is Angela Lansbury. So Ferrigno, Bixby, Danza, Pintaro, Fox, Rashad, Lansbury. You gotta give us a minute here. That's all right. We can we can go in order. So what do you have for Ferrigno, Michael? Hey, give me a minute. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go six foot two for the Ferrigs. Okay. So you think he's taller or shorter than Bixby? Oh, he's taller. Okay. You thought you were done taking tests when you graduated high school? <laughs> high school. So what do you have for Ferrigs, Michael? I think he's pretty big. I'm going to go he's six foot four. Right on the head. Six foot four. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, he's a big dude. I know. I, I I thought maybe I could trick you by putting him in there and like, yeah, oh, maybe no. he's shorter than I think. William Bixby? Uh, five foot ten. I had, I'm going to go six feet. Five foot nine. Okay. Wow. Tony Danza. You go first. Five foot six. That's what I had to both wrong five foot nine hmm i know it's i, I was skeptical that one's right i was skeptical as well <laughs> yeah, i don't know I, multiple places said it so either he's all right well, how tall is his wife on the show angela oh, judith yeah. light i didn't look but we can do that one doesn't she look tall <laughs> yeah I mean, her hair is tall too though. so she's taller than five foot nine i mean it's possible i get five foot eight listed yeah i'm talking listed height did you find it yeah <laughs> it's right there. I mean, 
I, I'll say like about five eight as well, but I don't, I'm not buying that he's five nine. There's no way five seven for Judith Lane. No way. That hair is very tall. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Tony Danza as a as a team, and they're they're on the internet yeah. making sure he's five nine. I think you're right. Okay, Daniel Pintaro, Michael. So now knowing that Tony Danza is five nine and Judith Light is five seven, well, I'm going to say five foot four. I said five five, five seven. Hmm. Wow, interesting. So now you might have to start inflating your numbers artificially. Is what I think you guys should be doing. But all right, Michael James Fox. Five foot five. That's actually what I have. <laughs> Correct. Five foot five. You both nailed <laughs> yeah, he's it. He's tiny. <laughs> Felicia Rashad. Yes. Of the Cosby Show, also married to Ahmad Rashad. Of inside the of NBA inside stuff. NBA inside stuff. Mike. I think she's relatively tall for a for a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say five foot six. I said five eight. Five foot six. Oh, okay. He's good. He's good. He's intuitively good <laughs> at this. How tall is a Oh, that's a good question. I'll look at. <laughs> well, I do that. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I guess five five on that one. I'll say five four. Five foot eight. Wow. Really? So she's the uh, let's see, fourth tallest out of that group. <laughs> wow, she looks small. Do you want to do a Mad Rashad for shits and giggles? Shits and gigs. Five eleven. I was going to say the exact same thing. Six foot two. Wow. He, really? he was a wide receiver. Keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, I know. Fair but have to look do you know? Because he was. I know he was. <laughs> no, I, know. <laughs> I know. You know more about football than I do. <laughs> All right. It's been another edition of Celebrity Height. All right, so we'll do our last round. <laughs> TV division. So some of the names you just heard, I want you to put them in order of net worth. This is so exhausting. Danza, Fox, Lansbury, Rashad. Two men, two women, height all over the map. All were on TV in 1986 on hit shows. All in top 10 shows. I think even top five. I think Fox is... More than all of them. Well, that, yeah, we're ranking them. Yeah, put them in well, order. Well, I think he's more you than think, all of them oh, combined. Go, oh, wow. All right. I don't think it's quite that much. No? I, I love the boldness, though. All right, I'm ready when you are, Michael. Oh, I can do it this way if you want. I'm, I might just do an order. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll do an right. order. Well, we're going to... I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll guess the numbers. Uh, uh, I have Fox, Rashad, Danza, Lansbury. I did, too. Fox, Rashad... Lansbury Danza. That's the answer? No, you're saying. No, I said Danza Lansbury. Fox Rashad. Okay. Danza Lansbury. Incorrect. (laughs) So what do you think Danza's worth? He had the talk show too. He had he had his own talk show. Yeah, yeah. He's been and he's been on he's been on shows. He he like pops up still. I know. Mm. He's got the Tony Danza podcast. Damn. Can he be worth that much? I'll say fifty for him. Fifty million? I think so. Okay. Well, just because I know that Rashad has to be worth a lot. Okay. Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I just I want to make sure I heard you correctly. All right. I guess I'm high, but I'll I'll stick with my answer. Michael. I'll say forty. Forty million dollars on the head. Yeah. Tony Danza. Okay, so he's forty. Was he last? Or we don't know. We don't know yet. Okay. 
We just know that the order that we said was wrong. Correct. So we know Dan's is worth 40. Well, I mean, we don't know anything, but <laughs> what the internet says is that he's worth 40. Yeah, you made it sound like 50 was outrageous. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, did, I wasn't sure I heard you. I oh, thought you okay. said 15, and no, I was no, like, no. And then, but I thought it was funny to exaggerate to make you think you really missed. All right, so who did you have next uh, from the bottom? Well, on the bottom, we, we both had Lans- Lansbury. Lansbury. said that's wrong. Oh, okay. So what do you think she's worth? I'm assuming Dan's is worth the least out of all these now. Yeah. I'll say I'll say 45 for Lansbury. <laughs> I'll say 50. 70 oh boy dollars. Oh boy. Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. Wow. Angela? How the fuck is she worth 70 yeah. million? She knows how to make money. She makes that paper. Yeah. So everybody says Didn't about she write her. books? It's a show called Murder, She Wrote. Doesn't mean she's fucking, no in real life. You dick. She's fucking illiterate. All right, she's one of the most famous. Look it up. I bet you she wrote a fucking novel. You well, piece she of probably shit. Probably wrote a memoir. I mean, what do you? No, expect? like a fiction. Oh, uh, I hope so. Jag off. Yeah, and I'm gonna read you the titles. We'll see if you can guess the fake. One. <laughs> uh, we both had Rashad next. All right, go ahead. Your team number. Felicia. Uh, and it's it's got to be one of the biggest shows of all time, right? And they are, it's syndication up to what, like two years ago, because of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and she got a big piece of that, I bet too. Five hundred? No, no, I don't think no, she's that much. It's way too high. I think she's like a hundred. What'd you say, Mike? I'm sorry. He said five hundred. <laughs> you're, you're both high. Fifty-five. Oh, fifty-five. 55 oh, okay. oh, she's not as much as Langsbury. No. Could that be? Do you want to know what Angela Lansbury's sole authored book is? Yeah, see. Just one. All right. (laughs) She was an author. When you hear the title, you're going to know how much she made from it, which is nothing. Okay. What is it? Angela Lansbury's Positive Moves, My Personal Plan for Fitness and Well-Being. Wow. From 1990. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I'm just fair, saying. Fair like it, these are not Jane Fonda. I thought work. she. I thought she had a, a fiction book. Yeah, it, it would make sense. She probably should have. But you, you forget though, she was also one. She's fucking old. Yeah, she was born in the 20s. Okay. So and she was a Broadway star for years before she was on TV. All right. I mean, I don't know if they, how much money Broadway people make either. Though. I think when you're a star, you make a lot of money. All right. I guess so. All right. MJF. I got. He's got to be. I mean, Back to the Future is on right now somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll go. And he was sick, but he was on a sitcom. And he two sitcoms. Yeah, and he is he is sick, which medical costs or yeah, consumer through the. But he's Canadian. He's, but he doesn't live in Canada. But he has citizenship. He could probably claim he's not going up there for their shit doctors. <laughs> in your fantasy utopia, come on, you know that. Um, <laughs> I'll go one twenty for him. Hmm. <laughs> You're both high. Really? That's kind of shocking. Yeah. Do you want to go? Want to go again? Ninety. <laughs> Mike's tapping out. Sixty-five million. Wow. So the order was Lansbury, Fox, Rashad, Danza. I mean, we had we just had Lansbury completely wrong, but we had the other three right. Yeah. Wow, Angela Lansbury. What did she invest in? <laughs> Herself. She must have made. She. I want. She did. She make like commercials too. Yeah, she's done everything. Yeah. Broadway, movies, TV. Yeah. 
probably. I'm sure she owned Murder, She Wrote. There's no right. way she didn't. Right. All right. All right. So that brings us to the end of another episode. Of course, we don't know what we're doing yet. As usual, Kyle will drop it in as he edits. But uh, we will see you guys next time. Here's some David Sanborn deep in the woods. The weeds, you dick. Shit, deep in the weeds. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. On the next Cyber Bullies podcast, starring David Lipper. You see, I'm crazy about you, and you know it. Brian Austin Green. Jace, we're done with her, all right? She doesn't even go to school anymore. And Tiffany Amber Theason. Look, this tough guy routine might work with other girls, but it doesn't work on me. It's She Fought Alone. I know what's coming next and it's killing me. (laughs) I should just let Mike read them because he has no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Shit. All right. Jake Rizzo, an ordinary cop, tutors a young boy, Sabasan, who insists on helping him. I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> You're right. fucking killing All right, me. Sorry. All right, sorry. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Jake Rizzo, an ordinary cop, tutors a young boy. <laughs> Is the boy's name Brett Weir? tracks hard I swear <laughs> yes downtown bite my neck all right do you remember sorry do you remember the daily news cover after the next day it just said uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no no